Hey everybody, I am so glad that you have joined us. We're going to have some fun together in the next few minutes as we wrap up our Good Life series. I want to welcome all of you here at Kernersville, everybody at our Oak Ridge location, and everybody that's joining us online, whether you're watching uh, at one of, you know, one of those three, you can't be watching but from one of those three locations, yeah, here, there, or somewhere else. It, it's always good to remember that here at the summit, there is another auditorium filled with people somewhere else across town, and there are thousands of people that are watching online. So one big happy church family. We all big happy church family, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah this is going to be so awesome. I want to begin with a quick review, quick review, uh, just in case you've missed it, and, and this will go real fast so we can jump into the fun stuff we're going to talk about here in the next few minutes. But we've been talking about the good life. And at the very beginning of this series, we discovered together that the good life is really a life of generosity. It's kind of counterintuitive, right? The good life is not about what's coming to me. It's about what I invest and give into the lives of, of others out of love for God and love for others. And we'll see that in a minute. But it's a life of generosity. Week two, we saw that behind the generosity is gratitude. It's grateful generosity because God has given us so much and he's given us everything. Everything I have is everything that God has given me. Same for you, same for all of us. And so we are so grateful. It's just natural for us to want to be generous with it. And then last week we saw that what this leads to is a life of worship. That the good life is a life of grateful generosity and it's about worshiping God. We do this in worship of God. And we, we understand the connection between generous giving and worship of God. And those cannot be disconnected and separated if we're going to be honest and true about this and follow Jesus. We saw that last week. Today, we're wrapping up our series where we're going to add one more component to this good life. And you just round it out and we'll see that the good life is a life of grateful generosity and worship to God. And today, we're going to see how it's connected to giving to other people each other. Now that's very appropriate because we are entering into the most generous time of the year. Are we not? Yes, yes, yes. I mean, generosity and giving just drives the holiday season. And it's the way it should be. I mean, here we are between Black Friday and Cyber Monday, phrases that did not exist 50 years ago, right? 50 years ago, if you were to told somebody, I think Monday, Cyber Monday, was that the day that the robots take over? What, what's that, right? I mean, think about it. We've created, the, we have whole new phrases and things, and here we are, yeah, and, and right here, smack dab in the middle of all this. And, and personally, I want to give a shout out to Amazon, um, and, and more specifically to the post office and UPS and FedEx for making it possible for me to not have to go into a store yeah, anybody with me on that? Oh, I just love it. Yeah, yeah. Click, click. Yep, here it comes, here it comes. It's just, just great. Cardboard galore. And so anyway, that, that's super fun. I, I want to add one more truth that has everything to do with generosity and everything to do with giving to others. And we need to understand the truth behind this generosity and giving and help us round out what the good life is about. And it's this right here. You and I need to understand, and it's, it's a lot easier to do this right now because it's Christmas time, you know. Generosity is ultimately about love. Right? Generously giving to one another is, is ultimately about love. And, and the good life is ultimately about 
love from God and to God, uh, from other people and to other people. Generosity is ultimately about love. In fact, if you think about it, generosity and giving is the most natural and the most defining characteristic of love. And even little kids know this, right? You, you really don't have to teach little kids like when they love somebody or they want to communicate affection for somebody or something, even the dog, right? I mean, I mean it, they just naturally know, like a two-year-old naturally knows. I mean, even beyond that, giving something to someone communicates affection, love, generosity, and giving. It's the most natural, defining characteristic of love. When you love someone, you naturally look for opportunities to give to them, don't you? When you love them. I mean, especially the special days, right? The days that are important to them. Especially their birthday, because you love them. And, and we have this phrase, it, there's two words in this phrase, and we use this phrase, we say this phrase, because we know that the ultimate way to give to someone when you love them is not on a special day, it's just because. Just because what? Just because. Just because what? Ultimately, just because I love you. Just because I care for you. You give to someone just because you love them. Or, to say it another way, what does love naturally do? You know the answer. Gifts. That's what love naturally, most characteristically, does gives of itself. Recently, I was made aware of some research done by Dr. Gary Chapman, who lives in this area. Dr. Gary Chapman, you've probably heard his name. If not, you will remember uh, his name if I let you know that he, he, he's the one that wrote the five love languages, and a lot of us know about the five love languages. It's a brilliant book. Actually, and there's all kinds of you know versions of it now. Five love languages for kids, uh, five love languages for dogs. You can't write one for cats. Anyway, <laughs> they don't love; they just love themselves. And you just ask; they'll tell you. Dr. Gary Chapman is also um, an anthropologist. A lot of people don't know that. In his study of anthropology across the world, he said this: in all of their research, they've never come across a group of people or a tribe or a community that didn't have giving gifts as an expression of love somewhere in their environment. Isn't that amazing? That it, regardless of where you live in the world, regardless of what community, what tribe, what nation, what group, what community you're a part of, when you love someone, you just naturally look for an opportunity to give to them. And it should be no surprise, right? Because we're created in the image of God and God set the pace for us. We've seen that in this series, just how generous God is. But what motivates the generosity of God? His love for us. And we see how God set the pace and set the example, how love naturally gives by looking at Jesus. Come on, you know this. Let me, let me remind you that you know this. And it's tucked in the most famous verse that, you know, over and over again, you see this, you know, billboards and all this, you know this, John three sixteen, right? It begins like this. For God so loved the world that he gave. He loved the world so much, he did what love naturally does. He did what's the most characteristic thing of love. He gave his one and only son. 
In fact, later on in the New Testament, we find it described by John a different way. He said, this is how God showed his love. Because love naturally shows itself. Love naturally gives. He sent his one and only son. He gave Jesus to the world so that we might live through him. God set the pace. God sets the example. And we can look to Jesus and we see it so crystal clearly that generosity really, 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 really is ultimately about love. And, and what does love naturally do? It gives. So it just makes sense. It just makes sense. Again, I'm just reminding you of what you know. You know this, especially if you've attended the summit for any amount of time, you know this. We make sure you know this. But even if you're new to the summit, you probably could warm up to this pretty quickly. This makes sense. Why Jesus would tell us to love each other the way he's loved us. It makes sense that he loved us so much, he gave himself for us. And he says, and this is what I want you to do for each other. In fact, let me just show you. I'm reminding you, you know this. We teach this all the time. I'm giving you a new commandment, Jesus says. I want you to love each other. Okay, sounds good. What do you mean, love each other? Give me a little bit more info. And so he did. Just as I've loved you, you should love each other. And how did Jesus love us? How does Jesus love us? He gives of himself to us, right? That's what love naturally does. So if we're going to love each other the way Jesus loved us, that means we are going to learn and we're going to make it a priority to give to each other. Christmas makes that fun. Christmas makes that natural. But it's not just about Christmas. This is all throughout the year and our lives. And, and there's one more component of this that often we miss. And, and, and this, it, it's so easy to put this into practice around Christmas. It's so easy, but it's bigger than Christmas. This next component, <laughs> Jesus said, when you love each other, your love for one another, and you're giving to each other because you love each other and how you express love to one another, will prove to the world that you are my disciples. In other words, will prove to the world that you love me. Will prove to the world that you're connected to me. Or to say it a different way, love for God is best displayed and love for others. Love for God is best displayed in love for others. Never, ever, ever forget that. Sometimes we get this idea that love for God is best displayed and, and, and you know, do's and don'ts and do's and don'ts and, and you know, make sure you button up, you know, just be a certain way because I love God, you know? Okay, no, Jesus said, Jesus said, he came up with this. Jesus decided to make sure that everybody knew that the best way to love God is to love each other. And when the world sees us, when culture sees us loving each other the way Jesus loved us, then the world will know that we really love Jesus, that we really love God. Love for God is best displayed in love for others, which means when you love your family unconditionally, boy, that can be hard sometimes especially that person in your family. That's a way you love God. When you express love to your friends, that's a way you love God. When you love those people, you know who I'm talking about. Everybody has a those people. You know those people? That's when you really express love for God. And especially when you love your enemies. Enemies. At some point, somebody is going to be in the enemy position of your life. And this is not about getting even. No. 
And it's not about attacking them, giving them a taste of their own medicine. No. Jesus said, I want you to do good to your enemies. I want you to pray for them and I want you to love them because that's what Jesus did for his enemies. And when we love those people and we show love to even our enemies and love to hard to love people, it is a way that we best communicate love for God. In fact, before John, we just keep reading words of John because he, he was locked into this. Before John died, he actually said, you can't say, 1 John chapter 4, I think it is, you can't say you love God, honestly. You can't say you love God if you don't love each other. How can you say you love God whom you don't see if you don't love each other whom you do see? Why did he say that? Because Jesus connected to two. Love for God is best displayed in love for each other. And let me remind you, what does love naturally do? Love for God and love for each other is give. Give, 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 give. Giving is great. I mean, when you love and give to each other, you are loving and giving to God. And Christmas, oh man, come on. Christmas is when generosity is most displayed in our world. Christmas is when giving is most displayed in our world and in our culture, especially. And I know it's worldwide and it's bigger than America, but you know, this is our, this is our world and this is kind of where we are. So, so we see it, especially American culture, the giving of gifts. That's when giving to charities goes up. You should, you should. I think it's a great thing. It's when people are so focused on giving to those that are less fortunate. I think that's fantastic. And it's when we get so laser locked in on giving to those we love. So let me just kind of put it up here on the screen so you, so you know, because we're going somewhere. Just, just track with me, okay? You need to know. This is love naturally gives. That means giving gifts is good. How's that? Right? Giving gifts is a good thing. So give to each other, buy gifts and give them to each other. Embrace the giving. And yes, it's about the gift. It's not about the money. I get it. You get it. But listen, giving gifts to someone is a way to say, I love you. Giving gifts to someone is a way to say, I see you. Giving, bless you. Giving gifts to someone. Somebody sneezed over here. That's why it's a bless you. Yeah, bless you all. Giving gifts to someone is a way to meet needs in each other's lives. Giving gifts is good. Even when you're giving gifts out of obligation, and don't we all have a few people that we gotta give a gift to, that we wouldn't probably choose to give a gift to, that we're gonna give a gift to because we have to give a gift to them. We drew names and you got stuck with hers. You got stuck with his, right? Is that kind of thing. Even when you're obligated to give, you know this, you know this. When you give a gift to someone, giving gifts to each other has a way of healing things. It's weird. It, it has a way of bringing people together. And for some of you who have a hard time communicating love all throughout the year, you often love Christmas because it gives you an opportunity to communicate love in a tangible way where you don't have to have the mushy gushy, you know, the gushy mushy, you know, looking through their eyes and you had me at hello kind of, you know, conversations with people, right? You give them a gift and that's how you're saying to them, 
We love them. Now, obviously, it's bigger than giving gifts. But it's what love naturally does is give. And, and so for a lot of us, the giving of gifts is how we express love. And it's just normal. Giving gifts is good. <laughs> hey, look at this. Receiving gifts is good. Yeah, man. Even though it's hard sometimes, it gets a little awkward, you know, because some of us are really hard with the thank you, you know, expressing gratitude. Be grateful for the expression of love that people are communicating to you with giving gifts. Sincerely thank them, even if it ain't a good gift. Even if it ain't a great gift, receiving gifts is good. Come on, we know that, right? All of us are going to get something where you're like, oh, you really shouldn't have. Seriously, you shouldn't have. And we have this phrase, come on, we, we, you know this, you know this. I'm, I'm, I'm taking us somewhere, but I'm trying to get you in the giving mood. The giving, give, 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 give. Yeah. You know this, we have a phrase, when you get a, good, when you get a gift that's not so great, not so good, we, we say this. Well, it's the, the thought that counts. You guys are tracking with me. I've always had a problem with that. that it's the thought that counts. I don't, I don't know about that. The thought that counts. Think about it. Come on, husband, you know this. Come on, I'll just talk to the guys a second. Your wife's birthday comes up and you don't get her anything, but you tell her, I thought about getting you something. <laughs> and the thought is what counts. <laughs> no, you can be down for the count, <laughs> right? So here's what I've learned. It's not <laughs> the thought of giving that counts. We know this. It's the thought behind the giving that counts. So giving gifts is good. Receiving gifts is good. What I want to do in the next few moments, the last few moments of this series and this day, is I want to help us get better at giving gifts from a place of love. I want us to help us get better giving gifts as a way to communicate how much we love God and how much we love each other. I mean, seriously, Christmas morning, it ought to be an expression of love for God and love for each other through the gifts that we offer to one another. But often Christians struggle. And there's a good reason why. And this is gonna seem uh, kind of out of left field, but, it, but it's not, if you think about it, Love is an expression of generosity. What does love naturally do? It gives. It gives gifts. God gave us Jesus. Jesus gave us everything. We give to each other because we love him and because we love each other. Christians often lose sight of that in our culture. And I get it. I understand why. But I just want to implore you. I want to ask you this Christmas holiday season to give, give, give to each other. Not about the money. It's not about the stuff. Just find ways to give to each other out of love for God, out of love for each other. And don't be the Christmas police. Please. And here's what I mean by that. I mean, the Christians sometimes and people in church, you know, they, it's, like they, it's like they think Jesus has deputized them. Right? They're like a Jesus deputy. He don't need any. He, he don't need any. And this is what I mean. I mean, and you see it, people going around. Well, Jesus is the reason. 
Jesus is the reason you should. Jesus is the reason. Here's the deal. He is. He's more the reason you can possibly imagine. He is not just the reason for this season. He is the reason for all seasons. He is the reason for everything. But you don't need to go around spitting that in people's faces and the internet. Jesus is the reason. Oh, come, 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 come. And here's the one that really gets me, right? Let's keep Christ in Christmas. Well, that's a true statement. That's a, that's a great thing, but that, that just, that's just a wah, wah. Right. Don't want want. Don't be the Christmas police. Yes, we sh- I get it. Materialism has gotten out of hand. I get it. I am with you. It's become too much about the stuff. But here's what I want to ask you to do. Instead of attacking all that's gone wrong with the holiday season, instead of attacking all that's gone wrong with what culture has done to Christmas, let's illustrate the good part. Instead of attacking the bad part, let's do it right. And let's do it loud and proud. And because we love God and because we love each each other and because love for God is best displayed in love for each other and love naturally gives. So what do we need to do? Find ways to give, 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 give out of love. All right. Since we're being really theological here, let me say it another way. You'll get this. We need more Buddy the Elf, less Barney Fife, and no Scrooge. This is what this is what my seminary degrees taught me. No, it really it didn't. I'd have to give it back if my professor saw this. We need more Buddy the Elf. You know, of course you do, right? Less Barney Five. You know, no, no Christmas police. We don't, right? And 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 no, no Scrooge. Come on, come on. Because love naturally gives. And in all seriousness, listen to this. Christmas is actually when our culture, whether they know it or not, is most like Jesus. Even people who don't believe in Jesus are most like Jesus during the holidays. Because they're giving to each other, giving, 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 because they love each other. Well, where does that come from? So as Christians, instead of being the Christmas police and blowing whistles and no, 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 let's illustrate, let's lean into this man and absolutely have a blast with it. Which means Santa is not bad. Santa is not evil. I met, I've met Christians, I've grown up around people where they were like, well, you know, the word Santa and the word Satan have all the same letters in it. (laughs) That's true. So your point is, I mean, if that's how you form theological principles to live by, I mean, oh my goodness. No, 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 no. We don't need that. We don't need that from the Christmas police, okay? When you take that attitude, you do two things. You miss the opportunity for some imaginative fun, right? You tracking with me? And more importantly, you miss the true story of St. Nicholas. Or let me put it up here like this. Is Santa real? I'm just going to let that sit there a second. More than you know. How do we know? Let me tell you how we know. About 300 years after Jesus was on earth, a guy by the name of St. Nicholas lived. And he loved Jesus very much. And because he, this is going to sound familiar, because he loved God, he naturally wanted to communicate his love for other people and he did so 
through giving generously to them. That's why St. Nicholas did what he did the way he did. There's so many stories about how he did this. One of the most famous ones is, is how he would do this in secret. He would generously give to people in secret because he didn't want the credit, because he wasn't doing it for himself. He was doing it because he loved Jesus and he loved people. And he knew that love for God is best displayed in love for others. And, and he wanted to share the love of Jesus through generosity. So he did it in secret because he didn't want the credit. One such story is that there was a father, a poor father with three daughters, none of which had a dowry to get married, which that's money. Back then you had to have money to get married. Nothing's changed. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, right? And so he secretly put money in a bag and threw it in their window, the story goes, and it landed in one of their stockings. Some of the details change from culture to culture, but the point is, St. Nicholas secretly found ways to give to people generously, just like he did to those young daughters so that they could get married. And he kept doing stuff like this over and over and over and over and over again. He, he became a legend became a legend. So much so after he died, they deemed him a saint, called him Saint Nicholas. And in different cultures, he's called different things. And in different cultures, the, the stories are a little different, but the point is the same worldwide. Saint Nicholas gave generously to people because he loved Jesus. And he wanted to communicate his love for Jesus through love, because that's what love naturally does. It naturally gives. Now, Here's the deal. I know we all have different traditions in your family and you have all different, you know, things that you do. I, I just want you to consider because eventually, if it hasn't already, this question is going to come up in your family. You know, what's the deal with Santa? Is Santa real? All this kind of stuff. And, and you're going to have to figure out, you know, the ins and outs of all that. But I, I just want to suggest something to you. Add the story of St. Nicholas, the true story of St. Nicholas to your Christmas celebrations, right? We don't need the Christmas police. We need more Buddy the Elf. We need less Barney Fife. We need no Scrooge. So just add the story of St. Nicholas, the true story of the real guy, St. Nicholas, to your Christmas celebration. And I know it's gonna bring up lots of questions. I get it, I get it. I, you know, questions about the chimney and the reindeer and the North Pole stuff. And you're gonna have to figure out how to navigate that. And your family, moms and dads and granddads, you guys are gonna have to figure it out. But it's worth, it's worth adding the story of St. Nicholas to your Christmas celebration because everybody ought to know what's behind the traditions of Santa that we celebrate in our world. Everybody ought to know. So let me just take a couple of minutes since you asked and let you know what, what we did. And by we, I mean my wife Donna and I. We're empty nesters now, we're grandparents now, so we're in a different stage, but let me just tell you, and we're not perfect and we didn't get everything right, but I think we did this one pretty well. And let me just share with you what we did and that we learned together. Don and I came from different family backgrounds. I grew up in a Santa family, right? And Donna grew up in an anti-Santa family, right? And Jesus, police, and don't tell her mom I said that, but 
right? And, and well-intended, well-intended, but it was just like, eh, Santa, you know? And so we got married and like a lot of things in marriage, when you get married, you converge things and you're just like, what are we going to do? Woo! So we decided to find a compromise. We, you know, I, I was like, I don't know if I want to do it the way. And she was like, I definitely don't want to do it this way. And so she came across a book that is no longer in print. So I can't show you um, the book that she found um, that helped us, but I can show you a similar book that is in print that does very much the same thing. And I've read it. Um, here, here's a book that I'm going to leave this up here on the screen just for a minute. This is The Legend of St. Nicholas. And it's the story of Christmas giving by Dandy Daly Macal or Mackel. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Pronounce that. Pronounce. <laughs> when you mispronounce, pronounce. 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 Anyway, <laughs> the legend of Saint Nicholas. So, parents, grandparents, you might want to take a picture of that so you, so you have it. You get it. Read it. Um, it it'll kind of give you the idea. But we we decided to tell our girls early on the whole story. The whole story of St. Nicholas. Yeah. And, and then, and then as a result, there were questions. And so we answered the questions. Um, just checking for, okay. Okay. We're good. We told you anyway, that, that Santa, right. Is, um, dads and granddads and uncles helping us celebrate the real St. Nicholas real, the Santa real more than, you know, St. Nicholas. He loved Jesus very much and he gave to people in secret, found ways. And he did so to celebrate giving and love to the people around him. And when we see Santa, yeah, that's what Santa is really helping us remember. Yeah, it's what St. Nicholas did. You're like, you spoiled it for them. No, we had so much fun. Our girls had so much fun. I mean, it was amazing. We did all the songs. We did all the stories. I mean, we did, you know, sit on Santa's lap, the whole deal, take the pictures. And we had lots of fun. The reindeer put the food out. Somebody's got to eat in the middle of the night, leave the cookies out for Santa. You know, all that kind of stuff. We did all of that and told them what it all tied back to. And our girls had a blast. In fact, <laughs> we told them about St. Nicholas Day, which is December the 6th. And on St. Nicholas Day, the tradition is when your kids go to sleep, they set their shoes out outside their bedroom door. And when they wake up the next morning, there are gifts inside their shoes. Yep. So you talk about kids not having fun. My kids got gifts on the 6th of December when your kids got nothing. Don't tell me. We didn't have fun. Hey, and you dads will like this. You dads will like this. And the bonus was on Christmas morning, there was no question where the gifts really came from. I need some imaginary dude getting credit for what I worked so hard for. You know, dad gummit, you know. And so really this whole thing's about me. No, no, no. We wanted to make sure to tell our girls the whole story. Now I'm not suggesting that you sit on a throne of lies. I'm just asking you to consider adding the true story of St. Nicholas to your Christmas. And I know some of you are going, well, you just, you just, they, they just need to believe and, and believe, believe what? Don't they, don't they need to believe the whole thing? Wouldn't you want them to believe the whole 
thing. And really when parents say that, it's mostly about the parents and not about the kids because kids know, right? Kids know Frosty is not a real snowman and they still love the song and they still, they know that the Polar Express is not really, they know and, and no kids walking around going, well, I'm not sure if a train really flies through the, no, kids, kids they, have, they have imaginations, lean into it and have imaginative fun, but add the truth, add meaning to your Christmas experience. And as a side note, and we'll get into this now and you'll be glad, but as a side note for Don and myself, we, um, we wanted to be always too straight with our girls, even when it wasn't popular, even when maybe the information wasn't what they wanted. Because later on, we knew that they would be teenagers and there would be times when we just have to tell them something that's true that they weren't going to like. And we're going to have to tell them things that were true that they wouldn't agree with. And we wouldn't be able to look them in the face and say, we always shot straight with you. Always, 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 always. We're not always going to get right. We're not going to be perfect. We're going to get a lot of things wrong, but we're always going to tell you the truth. So that was just us. You got to figure out what to do. You have to figure out what to do with that. I just want you to ask you to consider to add the story of St. Nick to Christmas celebration. Because here's the other thing it taught. The whole, the whole story of St. Nicholas, you know what it teaches us? is this very deep theological truth about generosity. And it's this right here. The generous people have more fun. Generous people have more fun. They just do. And that's when St. Nicholas, it's a, it's a blast. I'm giving to people in secret. They're not going to know. And yeah, I know there's all kinds of legends and story, but I'm going to keep doing this because I love God and I love people. And the best way to show God that I love him is by loving people. And love naturally gives. And what better time to put that on display than at Christmas? I want you to know what St. Nicholas knew is that the good life it's really a life about grateful generosity and worship to God and giving to others. And it's so easy to do this because it's Christmas, but it's even better when we do this after Christmas and all throughout the year. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for giving to us and sending Jesus as proof of your love for us. We know how much you love us because you gave Jesus and Jesus gave himself. And that's what love naturally does. It just gives. And here we are at the Christmas season and we're giving gifts and we're receiving gifts. May we know that when we do this from a place of love, it is a way that we love you as well. That our love for you is best displayed in love for others. So this whole giving thing is a great opportunity. Christmas is a great opportunity. The holidays is a great opportunity for us to display this. Help us to not be the just negative going around blowing whistles on everything we don't like and don't agree with and help us to just illustrate the right thing, the best way, giving from a place of love, generosity, because we love you and we love others. To help us to add meaning and truth to our celebration. Thank you for St. Nicholas. And so much of the fun, so much of the stuff that we experience now is because of him. And the reason he did what he did is because he loved you. He didn't want to be famous. He wanted to stay anonymous. But as often is the case, when people love you like you've loved us, it draws a lot of attention. And you told us it would be that way. You said, that's how the world's gonna know 
That's how the world's gonna know. And we still celebrate to this day the love that St. Nicholas had for you. May we put that into practice and add that meaning and that truth into our celebrations. Whatever the traditions are, whatever families like to do with the season, may we at least help our families know where this all came from. And ultimately, it comes from you. We thank you for allowing us to live the good life. In Jesus' name, amen.